Hey, all you cool cats and commies, this is In the Mood. Levitating your perspective each episode at a time. All right, all right, all right. So the long, it seems like year-long week of the election is finally over. Thankfully and, you know, just graciously, it is finally over. I, I just couldn't believe which news station to pay attention to. Because honestly, half of them were wrong. Oh, everybody was wrong. I, I've lived off of like four hours of sleep this whole week. And it's like, I would sit there and try to pull myself away. But I didn't want to miss the moment that they called it. And when exactly was the moment where they officially said it's done and over? Saturday morning at 10.38 a.m. Central Standard Time. You know why? Why? Because Donald fucking Trump was on the golf course when it happened. And they shot a video of him walking off the golf course. He looked like he had shit his pants. The most disappointed look. He just walked like hunched over, just sad looking. With those lips, lips puffed out. And driving back to the White House, everybody was just, the motorcade just got flicked off by people that were celebrating in the streets. That he was, oh, it, it literally looks like, you know, when a, when a dictator is overthrown and you see the people dancing in the streets and celebrating, like when I'm not comparing. So anybody listening, I'm not comparing this. I'm just making an observation. You know, like when Saddam Hussein was overthrown and they tore down his big statue and there was everybody. Or the Gaddafi the guy. Yeah, yeah, Omar the, Gaddafi. Yeah, the guy yeah. that poisoned a bunch of people. Yeah. Like it's. People were celebrating in the streets. Yes, but he's obviously Donald Trump has never been a dictator. Yes, yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying like it was that same level of excitement. Just no, it's just relief, is what it is. Not even excitement, just relief. And that's how it. Yes, because most that's people. Accurate, that's a very accurate statement because yeah. most people, when you think of Joe Biden, they're just like, eh. and when you think of Donald Trump, they're like, eh, but they're just relieved it's not Donald Trump. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like because of how stressful it has been this whole week. Because it wasn't over election night. It went, what, four days? Yeah. What the, what day exactly it was? What was it? Uh, election Thursday, was on Tuesday, Thursday. so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Four extra days. So there was so much stress that we lost sight of just how historic this election was. So we're just talking about some initial reactions right now. And that's something that we don't need to lose sight of. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's just one thing I have to mention. So to all you Donald Trump fans that say this election's not over, so we're going to go ahead and give you our first fuck you. Yes, fuck you. You watched democracy happen in the last four days. But we're going to get to that later in the episode. We're going to get to real details. But first off, just go fuck yourself. There you go. That's (laughs) That's a good good way to start this episode. Go fuck yourself and clean yourself up with your Donald Trump flag. And if you don't like it, you you can leave. Like, I cannot wait for the next four years. Anytime that somebody bashes Joe Biden, uh, I give you permission to all the millions of people that I know are listening to this podcast right now. Millions and millions of Moodleites. Moodleites. I like that. Um, To all the millions of people listening for the next four years, anytime you hear somebody bashing Joe Biden, I want you to use the same saying that the Trumpians used whenever Donald Trump was president. And that is, if somebody's disrespecting him, say... He is your president. You will respect him. And if you don't like it, you can leave. So to all you conservatives out there that are, are terrified of us going into a socialist state. Number one, it's Joe not going to happen. Yeah, Joe Biden is about as far from socialist as you can get. But second off, if you don't like it, you can leave. 
you can truly go to Canada. Go to can or yeah, go to Canada with their socialized medicine. Oh, that's oh god! You know but you, you just, know what? You, people just shit their pants saying socialized medicine. But you know what? The same treatment we, that Trump got himself, right? Socialized exactly. medicine. Yes, exactly. But we won't be sending our greatest and brightest, just like Donald Trump said in 2015. So Mexico probably won't accept us. Canada sure as shit won't accept us, and the European countries they might not accept you either because you won't be considered our best and brightest. So. Karma sucks. And or all the Middle Eastern countries because we've imposed a ban on the Muslim yeah, <laughs> Muslim like, good community. Luck. Good luck. Maybe you can go to, I don't know, like North Korea. They'd love you there. Um, or Russia, welcome you. Russia, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we don't need to lose sight of just how historic this election was. What makes uh, it so historic, for say? Kamala Harris is the first female vice president. Biracial. Biracial. As well. She is so she killed of, so two yeah, birds one stone. She's a woman of color. She is a black, first African American female vice president. She's also of South Asian descent, and she's biracial. And now we have the first second gentleman, her husband. So now remind what everybody. Well, what's his name? Uh, Doug Amaroff. Doug. Doug. Which we'll have our moment of silence for Doug Jones later. But God love him. Anywho, but he's going to fail up. He's going to become our attorney general. But yes, we have the first, second gentleman, because it's the vice president's husband. And we have the oldest president ever elected, Joe Biden. Very old. But he, you know what? He's still kicking. You know what? He is live and kicking, and he was sassy in his acceptance speech the other <laughs> night. Anyway, but... I'm your president. A, the, yes, the most votes ever ca cast for a uh, president. Most votes, close to 75 million people voted for Don or, uh, oh shit. Oh God. You know for, what? You, you made the fuck, you know what? You need to just go ahead and just change where you're at now. <laughs> oh man. No, 75 million people voted for Joe Biden. 70, close to 70 million voted for Donald Trump. That's Even though the most that's votes still ever counted yeah. or ever cast. And the most votes, votes ever cast for the, uh, president. And guess who is now in second place? Donald Trump, which that is fitting. Said president. Uh, future ex-president. He joins a select group of one-term presidents, that being, uh, we have George H.W. Bush. was 1992, the, right? Yep, he got kicked out in 1992. Then you, Well, Clinton was impeached, right? Clinton had two terms. It was uh, Jimmy Carter. Yep, he was. Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford, yeah. Well, he didn't even, he wasn't even, he was the only president to never be elected. But still, president. I mean, he didn't yeah. even serve the. Uh, Herbert Hoover. John Adams. All right, we're going way too far yeah. back. John Adams. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, we don't need to lose sight of just how historic this election was. And, you know. But sure. you know what the funny thing is? Just when it came about it, he seemed, the president just made it to seem it was all about him. Oh, yeah. He constantly made it about him. He did. He never once thanked his supporters. He was just saying how it had been robbed from him. But we'll get to that when we get to the quote, quote, rigged part. So, Zach, talk to us about how we're going to approach this episode. We've listened to our viewers, and we've listened to a lot of constructive criticism. For the good. Yeah, it's for the better. Because, I mean, we've actually realized it ourselves, too. So, I mean, it's yeah. not its not like you're just talking to a brick wall. And for a while, it was cool to shoot from the hip and have that kind of unprepared, just rawness of it. But, you know, it can the <laughs> raw dog in it can only do so well for so long before you need to get, you know, settled down and have a 
set way of going about it. So we're going to approach this election coverage with... And further on. Yeah, and further on, furthermore, with a more structured way. But, you know, we're, we're also going to go down the rabbit hole of some shit talk. Shits too. and giggles. Yeah. But as of where we're at now, when it comes to the whole mail-in ballots, because this played a huge factor into it, am I right? Yeah, so... Looking at it, mail-in ballots did play a huge role in this. So just going back to the election day itself, starting off, we want to really start talking about election day number one. And looking at it, Donald Trump jumped out to this huge lead at the very beginning when the polls first closed on election day. And everybody was thinking, Donald Trump's doing it again. I had that same feeling that I had in 2016. I saw Donald Trump coming back. And I saw him taking the lead, and I was like, holy shit, this is happening. And he jumped out to a huge lead because Donald Trump spent the last six months telling his Campaigning, viewers, yeah, campaigning. in open, open arenas and yeah. Yeah. holding huge rallies. Spreading coronavirus, but, you know, with unmasked people. But he also said, do not mail in your ballots. Show up on Election Day. For the last six months, he spread that message. So what do you think is going to happen on Election Day? His, his supporters are going to show up on Election Day, and they showed up in historic numbers. So their votes are going to start coming in first. But I think that ended up biting him in the ass. Yes, because he jumped out to these huge leads. So he's going, I don't know what happened. Well, yeah, you jumped out to a huge lead. But the mail-in ballots, that is what Democrats told, Joe Biden told Democrats to do. Mail in your ballots. Mail in your ballots, which is legal and which has happened since the Civil War for the record. So Democrats mailed in their ballots. And because of Republican-led state legislatures that made it a rule that you cannot count the ballots until the end of election day, they started counting the ballots at the end of the election day. So it was legally cast ballots, but it took longer to count them because you literally, it is such a long process to count each individual ballot. Because when you open that first ballot, you open the envelope, the person counting the ballot and doing all of it has a Republican and a Democrat poll watcher standing behind them. So first off, there's no way they can cheat because they're standing right there. And so then to, they have to go through, make sure that the signatures match up, make sure that the names match up, all the information matches up, have to get it all straightened out and uncrinkly, and then they scan it. So... There's no way, A, that any rigging can happen. We're going to get to that. But so Joe Biden's lead starts jumping in or starts, you know, jumping in the numbers later because the mail-in ballots start coming in later and starts getting counted in a slower process. So that's how these numbers started showing Joe Biden start catching up and catching up and chipping away at Donald Trump. It doesn't always have to be a conspiracy Thank theory. Thank God you said that. Not everything is always just against the Republican Party and always set up to fail. Like, we're, we're just, you know what, we're just terrible people if we don't vote for Republican. Yeah, it's like anytime it starts out as everybody's against Trump. And then, you know, Fox News, who is like his biggest, you know, supporter, anytime they actually start to be a reputable news organization because they called Arizona first against Trump, now Trump is like, y'all have betrayed me. And now Fox News is in on it too. Like, how long are you going to start building up this conspiracy theory? 
I just it blows my mind the and sheer it, ignorance of people. So as an example, it took how many days for Trump to finally make his speech? Well, he hasn't conceded yet. He still hasn't. But whenever he had that moment to Oh, uh, on election night. On yeah. election night, he it was like two AM because I was I was sitting up. I was barely sitting up, but I was sitting up. And Donald Trump comes out there. Joe Biden has given his speech, you know, calling for calm, saying, hey, just wait. They're counting the ballots. It's going to be settled. You know, nobody freak out. Donald Trump comes out there. As the president, you would expect him to say something along the lines of the same thing. And he comes out and goes, it's all rigged. It's all rigged against me. Everyone's against me. They're trying to steal this election. The Democrats are stealing the election. I don't know how they had these numbers. And he starts going through state by state. And he's ex- literally, this is how stupid this man is. He does not know how elections work. He's like, we jumped out to this huge lead. Huge lead. And then magically these numbers just start jumping in. Yes, the mail-in ballots started getting counted. You- and majority of the mail-in ballots were Democrat because more Democrats chose to vote in mail than in person. It's like... Does he not remember telling his supporters to vote on the day of the election and not use mail-in ballots? Because so everybody was trying to protest and say, you know what, you should show up on election day, and if you're not, then you shouldn't show, you shouldn't vote. You know, right? If you can show up to a protest, you can show up on election day. Well, yeah. So by common sense, would tell you that you are going to have your votes counted first, and then the mail-in ballots will be counted later because it's a slower process. Common fucking sins. But, so he, and it's just, he just riles everybody up, and you see what happens as a result. If I'm not mistaken, there was protest in Arizona, even, like, the Trump supporters came out and trying to say, uh, they're not counting, they're dumping these ballots, and they're doing all sorts of things, right? That's where the hypocrisy is so great, because the Trump supporters show up armed, I might add, carrying their AR-15s and carrying their assault weapons. With small dick energy. Yes, and they're going, I have a small dick. I have no dick. No, I mean, don't count the vote. Um, No, they're sitting there, and in Arizona, they're yelling, count the votes. But in Pennsylvania and Michigan, they're yelling, stop the votes. So Donald Trump essentially was yelling, stop the votes in areas that I'm behind or areas that I'm uh, ahead. But... In Arizona, where I have a chance to catch up, keep counting the votes. You can't choose that. That is a dictator right there. You can't decide what works for you and what doesn't. It's called democracy. And We so, watched democracy happen this last week. And so what is your message to people that think that, you know what, this whole thing is just rigged for one party to get to reign supreme in a sense? Fuck you. No, um, that's my second fuck you of the night. No, um... Do some simple research. Simple Google research. Don't trust some meme you see on Facebook that you share because you're too damn lazy to do your own research. Some meme that says, I wonder why 100,000 votes showed up magically in Wisconsin. Or, uh, I wonder why the corrupt Philadelphia just shows up with all these votes. Because if you want to look at the race background in philadelphia in the first place it's majority african-american and meaning and and well i'm just saying like meaning that you know if majority trump only has 
what it, what percentage of the black community vote? Like three percent. So like you could. Philadelphia had eighty five percent go for Hillary Clinton in twenty sixteen. Eighty five percent of Philadelphia, the largest county in Pennsylvania, it makes up fourteen percent of Pennsylvania's overall population. Eighty five percent went for Hillary Clinton last time. This time, eighty three percent went for Joe Biden. So when the, the largest county in a state goes for said Democrat, candidate, yeah, the majority and bulk of your votes will come from that county, and it's going to take longer because there's more people. There's more people. So everybody's I always see these maps of people saying, this is why Trump won, and it shows all red in America. Yes, that's great, but we don't vote based on land. We vote based on people. And so, however many select people's in said county yeah. or at districts as well, yeah. right? These smaller counties that the majority of America is made up of, smaller counties end up going for Republicans, but that doesn't mean it's the majority of the people. The majority of the land is smaller. As an counties. example, like the reason why it's taken so long for Georgia because Atlanta, right? Yeah. In Georgia, you have so all of these rural counties that are being counted quick because there's less people. But then Atlanta, Savannah, um, Macon. And, and now, Macon, Macon. And then even the suburbs around Atlanta because the suburbs are becoming more and more liberal and diverse. So you got like Gwinnett County, Fulton County, um, Cobb County, all those counties that surround Atlanta in the suburbs, they're becoming more Democrat as well. So it takes longer because there's more people. There's more people. So all these smaller counties come in faster. I don't know how much more fucking simple I can. I was make about to say, we pretty much wrote it out for you in, in paper. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? So like, when clear. it comes down to it, if you don't want to see the truth, acknowledge, not even see it, acknowledge it, acknowledge it. It doesn't always have to be a conspiracy against Donald Trump or an ex or just the like you said, a conspiracy against Donald Trump or just something to make the Democrats just they're, they're just the spawns of Satan, I guess, you know, because God's for the Re the Republicans. God is for the Republicans. No, no, God doesn't choose sides. I like I, I just I don't get it. You can be a Democrat and be a Christian. You can literally be a Democrat and be a Christian because you know why? Because y'all love to say that um, I know it's crazy, but a lot of the Republicans used to be liberals. All of those Republicans that y'all love to cheer about that ended slavery were liberal Republicans. Abraham. So Abraham Lincoln was a liberal, well, kind of. Uh, Charles Sumner, all the people that fought to end slavery. Frederick in, Douglass. Frederick Douglass was a liberal Republican. Charles Sumner, liberal Republican. Thaddeus Stevens, liberal Republican. Wendell Phillips, liberal Republican. Nelson Rockefeller, a liberal Republican. So liberalism is not just in the Democrat Party. It wasn't until the 1960s, dealing with segregation, that liberalism had to stay in the Democrat Party because the Republicans kicked them out. But that is another Texas torpedo for another day. Willie Nelson will be proud of that one. Holy shit, that was a rant. Anyway. Back on topic. When it comes Ooh. to the election himself, like, why is it that Joe Biden has remained just to be the calm and Trump is already, he's like, he's just like, I'm not losing no matter what. Don, you know, Joe Biden, well, from day one, he said, 
we are fighting for the soul of America. That's what Joe Biden said from the minute he decided to run. He said, we are fighting for the soul of America to prove that we aren't so easily divided as some people like to make us, that we have more in common than we have different, that we really are at our heart for diversity. We are for making sure that you can you can succeed no matter what your background Exactly. And as an example, what about people that say, oh, well, you know what? They're just going to have to deal with their, them being uh, under the eight ball in a sense like that. You know what I mean? I refuse to accept that. And most Americans refuse to accept that. You should not be defined by where you come from. Your zip code should not. And, and also, success. I was about to say, like, what about like, like you said, or at least having the same. All I, all I think what pretty much people are saying is just having the same opportunity. You know? Yeah, we should have equitable opportunity. Because they say everybody's equal. Everybody's got the equal opportunity. Yes, but you have to have the equitable opportunity, which means, yeah, technically somebody from across the train tracks, air quotes, and somebody from the rich neighborhood have equal access to succeed. That doesn't mean they're going to get it. But do they have equitable access? If one person gets to go to a school that has all the technology, air conditioning, uh, versus a underfunded school a underfunded school where you don't have any air conditioning your wi-fi goes out if more than two people get on the internet do they have equitable access your school your school succeed? textbooks are how many years old if you use textbooks but yes. now yeah even that <laughs> well you know we, we can get on textbooks on another day and their shittiness but yes it's called equitable equitable access but just by joe biden winning and Kamala Harris winning shows that you truly can succeed. Did you okay? Being honest, last week's episode, how were you feeling versus this week's episode? Like, what's what was the difference? I was scared as shit. I was nervous. As what shit. What were you honestly expecting? Like, just just being upfront and real. There was either I knew it was either going to be close or a blowout. There was no like a comfortable win, and. That's exactly what I what happened. It was a close, close race. Um, but for me, I just, I guess. Were you thinking that Donald Trump was going to win? Honestly, the pessimist in me, yes. Because I was, I was me, going yeah. into it like that. I was like, uh, I just, and honestly, up until Thursday morning, I did. Thursday to Friday, when I saw Wisconsin flip, I thought, okay, maybe. When I saw Georgia, was hatch, hats off to you, Georgia. Stacey Abrams and the African-American women that made Georgia flip, hats off to you. You worked your asses off. When Stacey Abrams lost the governor, had it stolen from her. She won the governor's race in 2018, but she had it stolen from her. When that happened she had the choice to just complain about it like donald trump's doing and give up you know what she did the day after she lost she formed uh, her voter registration drive in between 2018 and this election she had over a hundred thousand new people registered in georgia over a hundred thousand people and that was just her one organization that is amazing and do you know what the um, margin was for right now, as of right now, for Georgia? What? 25,000 votes. So 
she helped push Georgia blue. And so that you can't that can't be lost. But yeah, when I saw Georgia flip, I knew it. I was like, okay, shit's going to change now. You know, Donald Trump, what is it? The, the you're going to lose your job. The chickens are coming home to roost, Bobby. The chickens are coming home to roost, Bobby. But it just, I, did I send you that video, that TikTok? Of. It shows Don, It shows Joe Biden walk up and it's when he plays Despacito. But it, he goes, I got something I want to say. I got something I want to say. And he goes to play it, and it's the "You're Gonna Lose Your Job" song that, and it just shows like Barack Obama dancing to it, mm-hmm. and then it shows Joe Biden just kind of doing a little jig, just a jig, and then though. it shows uh, who was it, Elijah Cummings and uh, John Lewis doing their little jigs to it, and it's just playing that, and it's like this is what I want to say to Donald Trump, and it's just like yes, you fight, you fight, but yeah, it's that's when it really hit home. And it like it hit me. I was sitting here. I'll never forget. I was sitting right there on the couch in the cream spot, and I was watching CNN. You know that liberal media, liberal news hoax. And even worse, I was watching Van Jones, the communist. And they broke in and said, "You know, we are calling Pennsylvania for Joe Biden," and it's like relief, immediate relief. Is Joe Biden exactly what I want? No. But he is a bridge to a new generation, in my point. So speaking on... Hey everyone, this is Caleb here from In the Mood for Real History. Now before you get started with this episode, if you haven't heard, I want to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain it to you. First off, being on a teacher's salary, I love that it is free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So starting back to the our last topic of the episode, it regards what would you think Joe Biden has planned for his first 100 days in office? Well, first off, <laughs> it's going to be so wonderful on January 20th they're literally going to carry Donald Trump out. Donald Trump's orange ass is going to get carried out. Wig and all. Wig and all. You know, because right now he's building a pillow fort with Mike Pence. Come on, Mike. Put those pillows up. we got to have it. a great wall pillow. Pillow wall. Build a great wall. In the first 100 days, what I see happening, first off, it's the Rona package, the coronavirus package that has been a long time coming to... You know, this is how we're going to accurately and efficiently attack this pandemic. Joe Biden said this upcoming Monday on the 9th, they are going to announce their coronavirus pandemic team of actual scientists, reputable scientists. And not people that you already you already had a task force ready and you fired every one of them. Right. You essentially just did away with it. Or you have these scientists that said, oh, we just need to focus on herd mentality or, yeah, the herd uh that's the way we build immunity, herd immunity. That's not how you do it. That's sacrificing millions of people to build herd immunity. That takes years to build. Years. So how many people have to die for you to get Our, herd immunity? I mean, immunity? already over 200,000. Exactly, in eight months. So, no. 
So Joe Biden, first 100 days, I see a coronavirus package. I see a national mask mandate. So before everybody shits their pants. I hope what, you already did shit your pants. I hope, and I hope yeah. you were sitting in a well-populated area. like Where everybody else job, notices it. Where everybody else can smell that sizzle. <laughs> smell the sizzle. Smell the sizzle of the shizzle. So, ooh. That was, Snoop Dogg would be da, proud da, of that. Da, 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 da. So, but, yeah. the a, first, like you said, the mask national mandate. national mask mandate. And I think it would be great. I think it's needed. And they said that we could end this pandemic, curb this pandemic within six to eight weeks if everybody wore a mask. If there was a national mask mandate. And it could save up to thirty-five to 40000 And you know what? Lives. That may mean actually you getting a ticket or, you know. I mean, yeah. What, what would you impose? What, what, how would you fuck yeah. shit out of people? Like, would you like be opposed to that? Not one bit. What what else would you say would help get people's attention? Give them a ticket. If I speed, I get a ticket, right? That puts people's lives in danger, right? If you get a DUI, you get a ticket or arrested because and your you're putting taken people's away. lives in danger, like multiple times. You get your license taken away, but you do it for the boys. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ready for that. Um, and you know what? You keep that gauntlet high. Keep it high, boys. Keep it high. But yeah. People get fines for breaking the law because you're putting people's lives in danger. It's the same thing with the mask. You watch loved ones get the coronavirus, but then you see other loved ones that spend the last six months preaching against it, preaching against a mask because it's taken away my civil rights. It's taken away my civil liberties. Fuck you and your civil liberties bullshit. If you really cared about civil liberties, you'd be pissed off that a fucking person was killed with a knee to their neck. Or you'd be pissed off that people are having their right to a vote taken away. Or you'd be pissed off that people were in prison, they paid their debt to society, they leave prison, and then they lose their right to vote because they have to pay a fucking poll tax if you really cared about people's civil liberties. But I digress. I fucking digress. Can't. No, it... it impedes on my civil liberties tell a woman that tell every woman that wants to get an abortion that because that's the right to their own body how is that different how is that different can you tell me that's that's a little little sassy right there damn it it's just the hypocrisy knows no bounds and then mitch mcconnell the world's strongest most powerful ball sack scrotum just a scrotum a perfectly shaven baby butt smooth scrotum hairless it's like a hairless armadillo I got reelected because I just showed up and I'm going to vote against the interest of my wife who's an immigrant. His wife is from China. How fucking ironic is that? The China verse. And he's voting against the interest of his own, of his wife. Like He's voting for xenophobia. He's voting for um, racism. He's voting for sexism. And that's what with this 100 days, we'll talk about it after the 100 days, but over the course of 100 days, I hope the American people reflect. Like, yeah, Joe Biden won. Great. But also close to 70 million people saw what Donald Trump stood for and didn't see that as a, a breaking point. Didn't see that as a deal breaker. They still voted for him. 70 million people. And it's easy to get manipulated by media. Well, it's easy to get manipulated by media, but it's also easy to try to think that all Trump supporters are those dumb fuck rednecks. But really, 
70 million people, that's from every state in this country. Four million people in California alone voted for Donald Trump. So it gets you to thinking, it's not just poor white, non-college educated voters that vote for Donald Trump. It could be your millionaires and billionaires who don't want taxes, exactly. on, right? And that's what people don't understand is the Maybe lower it needs class, to be flipped. The lower class, you're voting against your own interest by voting for Donald Trump. He claims to be a man of the people, but he's a man for the millionaires. Ooh, I like that. Man for the millionaires. But anyway, during this first 100 days, it's going to be kind of a sign of what it's going to be the whole first term for uh, Joe Biden. Because since the Democrats did not win the Senate, it's going to be a divided government once again. And, and I was about to say, how do you know they're not going to just cancel everything he proposes? Mitch McConnell already said it's his mission to make uh, Joe Biden's cabinet the most centrist, moderate cabinet ever. Which terrifies me because I want to see Bernie as Secretary of Labor. I think that would be great. And what would that include, like being head of that position? He would be able to push for a raise in the minimum wage. Which benefits everybody. everybody. But then everybody's going to say, oh, well, you can't pay everybody $15 an hour. Okay, so I go with this. Your millionaire and billionaire owners of the company may not make six and seven figure bonuses each year, but it would help raise the pay of your workers, which in turn, your workers would be more excited to A, work at that job, which means they would be more efficient, which means you would make, you would sell more, put out more product, which means you would sell more product, which means you would make more profit. So it helps everyone. There would be less turnover at these jobs as well, because people wouldn't be leaving to make more money somewhere else. So it's helping you form stability. And that's almost like what unions do, uh, which that's also something that would be great for Bernie Sanders as the labor secretary. But yeah, during the first 100 days, I see the national mask mandate, a coronavirus package, and ways to combat the pandemic. And I would see the United States joining back with the Paris Climate Accord. Speaking of the uh, climate, mm -hmm. so Joe Biden also said he would start day one. What what would he? What's his view on like the climate change issue? Like, what, how would he implement from on day one? Yeah, well, first off, you have to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, which is basically, you know, this is the way of the world's way of attacking climate change. But then We're people way too far behind. Yeah, but people are very against it by saying, well. Why do we pay so much more? We pay so much more into this uh, fund to help combat climate change because we are the number two producer of pollution in the world. So, so we have to pay more than other countries who are actually giving a fuck. That's how. That's why. So how, how do you make countries, like you said, India as an example, how do you mm -hmm. make them join? Like, how, how would you persuade them whenever they're the leading either top three leading think about this. emissions. If we, yeah, if we are wanting to create more green energy jobs, which is either electric cars or renewable energy, any of that kind of stuff, and they would want to start trading with us because we wouldn't trade with them if they're not trying to. So they're losing money. That's how you incentivize people to join this agreement because it helps them trade-wise overall. It helps create jobs and it helps create um, trade for them. That's how you incentivize people to join. And it's just, at the end of the day, if we solve our own shit here in the United States, that's great. But 
you know, we're also only 4% of the world's population. It's truly a global initiative that has to take place for us to save the one planet we're on. Because if we're the only ones doing it, that doesn't help, you know, because the whole world is affected. These are global uh, issues that need to take place. place and issues that are facing us. So we can't think small. We have to think bold. We have to think broad. What about people that saying, oh, you're just going to spend us into eternity? You know, and you, you, you can't. There's no way of paying that back. There's no way of doing all sorts of that. Well, we're $26 trillion in debt. We don't need to worry about paying off the debt because we're never going to. And that wouldn't benefit us to pay off the debt. Well, then why do people say, oh, we need to save money for this, this, and this? Then let me ask you that. Because that is their way of preventing all of these big, bold, broad ideas from happening. But they're perfectly fine going to war and spending trillions of dollars on endless wars. But then it becomes something that may not be as profitable for them in their minds, and they're against it. Education's not profitable, even though— That's why it's slashed. Exactly. But— we're educating the next generation of leaders to make money. But then you'll spend how many seven hundred fifty billion dollars on the military? Yeah, it makes no it makes no fucking sense because they think small. You have to open your mind and think large, and most people can't do that because they got to think about the here and now. Education's an investment. Green energy is an investment. The Green New Deal is an investment. You don't see immediate returns, but you see long term returns that end up paying you more physically, monetarily wise, and for the good of humanity, long, more in the long term. So it's, and that's what it's going to take. And it's going to take progressives forcing Joe Biden to the left. But do you think, I mean, fire, putting the flame to the feet, feet to the fire and forcing him to. Do you think he'll honestly do that? Or you think he'll just stay moderate? Like, or he'll just be just very stuck in his old ass, 78 year old ways. The... He's all, I'm torn because the realist in me is like, he's going to be like, you know what, whatever. But then I also think about, okay, he's mentioned how he is the bridge to the next generation. He is just the placeholder until the next generation. Exactly. So how do you know he's not going to just run the way he sees fit? And then as an example, like for, it's like, he don't give a fuck because he knows he's only going to be there for four years. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I truly in my heart, believe that he is a decent human being at heart and that he wants what's best for this country and what's best for his grandkids that he loves so much that I think it's going to take him being open-minded. But if he puts the right people around him, like one of our favorite guys that we share a lot of shit from on Facebook is Robert Reich uh, on Facebook. He used to be the labor secretary for Obama. He's a progressive-minded person. Um, and we take it he hates Trump. Yes, <laughs> which, yeah. Um, 75 million people also do too. Um, but yeah, it's going to take a coordinated, organized, and no-holds-barred holding Biden accountable. But do you think people are going to do that or just let him slide? I mean, everybody's excited on Election Day, but this is just the beginning of the fight. Getting rid of Trump is great, but that feeling that Trumpism is not gone. If Joe Biden won with like 65% of the vote, that's a repudiation of Trumpism. But he won with 50.5%, and it took four days to figure it out. Five days. So we didn't defeat Trumpism. We defeated Trump. 
and those seeds are already still there. We, to defeat Trumpism, we have to force our country left. We are a center-left country with a center-right political system. Now you gotta you gotta have to clarify on that for the majority of Americans agree on more liberal progressive positions. Ah, yes, really. Sixty nine percent of people approve of Roe v. Wade in America. Sixty nine percent, which is very ironic. Sixty nine percent. Um, close to eighty. Go sex. <laughs> Pro sex. <laughs> rap. Be, don't be silly. Wrap that wheelie. But um, close to eighty percent of Americans approve of raising the minimum wage to at least $15. Which is and that's more Democrats that, and Republicans. Which that's is just Americans. Yes. Uh, that were polled. Um, it was like 72% of people approve of universal health care. Universal fucking health care. Socialism. You made Trump shit his pants. I know. <gasps> well, he shit his pants a lot the last couple of days. So, the United States by and far are more center-left. So leaning more liberal in their overall thinking. But the me how media misinformation causes people to not realize just how left they really are. Like you can sit down and have a conversation with a conservative and you can agree on a lot, even Republicans. You can sit down and they're like, oh yeah, I'm okay with gay marriage. I'm okay with Roe v. Wade. Okay, those are two liberal positions you've taken right there. But I mean, there's so many other options and choices as well, yeah. you know. And then you think about this, like Florida, it was a Trump state that went for Trump, but also they passed a $15 minimum wage uh, increase. Where? And you know what? How by, long? And not by like 50, 49, it was 76% of Florida went for it. God, you know. So do you see how it's so split on things? Like people are just so fucking attached to a party that they are terrified to go anywhere else. I got to vote Republican because I'm just a Republican. I've always been one. Open your goddamn mind a little bit. Be okay to step outside of the norm. Of the comfort zone. Be okay to not go with the flow. Be okay to disagree with your parents. Be okay to disagree with your family. Well, do you know what? You're just trashing tradition. Have the testicular fortitude like that is sitting on Mitch McConnell's neck. Have the balls... The nut, the ball sack. Scrotum. The scrotum, whether hairy or not, to Hairless. go against what your family says and to disagree with your family. It's so okay. you're why are you encouraging it though? Like what if you what if you have those views like that though? Then great. Then at least know why you stand there. Don't just go, Well, my family told me, or that's how I've always been. Or don't say, Well, I don't like Trump at all, but I'm pro life. What the fuck? That's a cop-out. I don't care where you stand, conservative, liberal, libertarian, green. I don't care. Progressive, moderate. But know why you stand there. Be able to explain to me why you stand there, and then I respect you. And I will respect your position. Until then, fuck you. Get your shit straight. Carol. Karen. Karen. Not, that, that, that was, that was a, oh, you had it going until you said Carol. I was like, ah. Well, that's an old saying. It's a Karen now. Get your shit straight, Karen. God damn it, Karen. Um. So yeah. Then the first hundred days, I see, I see that happening. I see Mitch McConnell standing in between each and every, every cabinet, bill. every bill too, every bill, every cabinet position, everything. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, 2022 is not far away. And if Republicans are the stumbling block, people, the pe- American people know. What, what happens in 2022, though? The midterm elections. So the, a lot of the House and a lot of the Senate will be up for vote. So any, any people of importance? Chuck Schumer. Oh, get him out. It's I mean, time, he's, you know what I mean? You need some new blood in there, man. You need some I, new blood. This is, you can call it right now. I see AOC challenging him in the Democrat primary for senator. Yeah, you just, you just need some new blood, you know. Yeah, I would love it. I would love it. Um, we need new blood. And that stands for, I mean, like you said, you may not, even though you are left, you don't, you don't have to like Pelosi and or Schumer. Like you want, I, you would, you would vote somebody else in I if was you a had the choice. I was a huge fan of Shahid Bakar or Batar that ran against Pelosi. He's a progressive candidate that tried to run against Pelosi in their own district. He got 30% of the vote, but um, yeah, Pelosi, Schumer, they need to go. They need more new blood, more progressive minded, or we're never going to get anything passed because they're okay with the status quo. These moderates are okay with the status quo and nothing gets done by status quo. Well, would you say Joe Biden's the status quo? He's a placeholder. Yeah. No, but would you say he's the status quo? Like he's not, he's just going to just play everything safe by the book for four years and then. Yeah. But like, he's not going to, it's not going to be like, he's not going to have anything just major changing in his four years, you don't think? I don't see any major policies being passed. You don't no. picture him taxing the shit out of billionaires, though? I picture him raising taxes on them, yes. But he also has to have the Senate to do that. Well, what about the whole executive order thing? That can only go so far. That's not permanent. That's only for a certain amount of time. But I see... And this is what that Joe Biden kept saying. I'm running as a bridge. He believed that he was the best chance to just get rid of Donald Trump and save our democracy. And he proved that. He flipped Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and Arizona, so and Georgia. So he proved to be the bridge. Now, if he can just keep that momentum going and listen to his progressive wing. Do not alienate Bernie Sanders and the progressives. Do not. Why does why does everybody want to alienate them? Just because different? the majority of America is moving in that direction. And if you don't do that, you lose your your base. Because the base right now the Democrats are the older generation like Biden. That and is they just, that are, is just outdated. They're outdated and they're dying out. And so the younger generation we want our voices heard because we are becoming the most popular mainly voting block. That and mainly we're the ones who are paying more in taxes and everything. You know, yeah. So we demand to have our voices heard. We're not we're no longer kids. You know, if we can have our if we can pay taxes, then we can have our voices heard. So we're the ones that are in debt because of the fuck shit that they've pulled. So yeah, we are gonna have our voices heard. So it's definitely going to be an interesting next four years. It's going to be an interesting. There's 74 more days until inauguration. Okay, so, so uh, up until then, what do you think Trump is going to do with the the amount of time he has left in the office? Be like, no, just on a serious note. Yeah, like, what do you? He what sure do you, as shit isn't going to do anything about the coronavirus because he hasn't done anything yet so far. Yeah, so he's punted that idea and said we're rounding the corner. Even though that next day we had the most cases ever. Each day this week, 
we've set the record for the most cases in a day. We're well over 110,000 cases a day now. So first off, that he's going to ignore that. What? Like, do you think he's going to just pretty much just lay he back? He's going or... to save his ass as much as possible because once he's out of office, he can be prosecuted for any possible crimes. So do you think he'll just start giving out gifts left and right, trying to buy the people in their in his favor or yeah. something? Um, and yeah, I I see Trump starting his own news organization. I hope he calls it FF or FN for fake news. Um, but, and then I, I mean, hell he could run again in 2024. By then, what, what would like, okay. So say like you says he has how many more days remaining in office? 74. What do you picture him? Like an idea? What, what do you think he may do like leading up? Do you think he's going to leave anything like, like leave a lasting mark, anything good? Or you think he's just going to just bide his time and just wait it out? I think he's going to bide his time. He's going to try to pack the courts even more than they already have. And he's trying to, I feel like he's going to try to lay as much groundwork for another run in 2024. Like he wants to get all of his ducks in a row. Regarding? Because, you know, uh, allies in the Senate, allies in the House, um, favorable judges, all of that. He's going to spend the next, and he's going to spend the next 74 days trying to deal it, uh, I guess, destroy any integrity of the election. He's going to try to sow as much misinformation about the election as possible. But he's not going to actually help the people. No. He hasn't given a fuck about the people his whole four years. So why would he give what, a fuck? What about like he's not going to try and pass like a, a stimulus bill or anything? Nothing? No. no. Even after the election? Why? What does he have? What is in it for him? He's Trump's always been about what can make him the most money or get him the most notoriety. How does that help him at all? Does it? He's already lost the election. I mean, so as an example, has, Obama's last day of office, you know how many people he pardoned? Exactly. He pardoned close to 10,000 people his last day in office. So Donald Trump, I don't see doing jack shit for nobody. And you can hold me to that. Prove me wrong because that'll actually be benefiting people, which you haven't done your entire time here. So that's my opinion. That's my opinion. It's not up for debate. <laughs> Or I'm going to be in Facebook jail. I'm going to be suspended. I'm suspended by the liberal media who's taking over uh, Facebook. So I'm telling Facebook right now by this status that by me posting it, I do not consent to I having, digress. I digress and do not consent to Facebook knowing my information. Copy and paste. If you Even believe. though I'm still using the public site. You fucking idiot. You truly fucking idiot. Check out Hammer and whatever to show why this election's rigged. Fuck you and your dipshittedness. That small dick energy. Yes. God. That's that's a new phrase on the show. Small dick energy. You are showing off a lot of small dick energy today. So, with that being said, I think we did a really good job covering this election. And it's just, any last um, opinions on it? How are you feeling about this? To be honest, I, I want to give Biden the benefit of the doubt, but like I'm I really hope he does like do do you think he's just gonna just do undo everything Trump did? Like he's gonna Well he's gonna have to. Like he's gonna cut back on the uh the tax like the tax uh roll yeah. benefits. And he's and gonna stuff raise like taxes on those making over four hundred thousand dollars. And why is it people that make under that flip out? I know. How does that that's helping you? That's making things more equal. That does not hurt you one bit. Like, you're literally, do you realize, no, you don't. 
realize why that would not be in your best interest to vote against that. But anyway. But I really, I want to have optimism, but I mean, the only reason I would favor him over Trump, even though I didn't vote for either, but I favor him because, you know, at least he gives a shit about trying to make the world a little bit of a better place instead of looking out for your crony friends. When you listen to each of their, both of their speeches, who do you feel more comfortable with? Well, when Joe can make it through a speech, Joe. (laughs) He's got a stutter (laughs) speech impediment, but yes. When he makes it through a speech, oh well, I'm gonna take your. That's gun. a bunch of malarkey. That's a bunch of malarkey. You can have your shotguns, but you can't have your semi-automatic rifles. When, okay, so that literally though, when Joe, you have Joe Biden saying that's malarkey, and you know what? I want to shave the soul of America, and we're gonna work together to get through this. Versus Donald Trump saying it's a fucking liberal hoax, and China's responsible for it. I take no blame for anything. The election's been stolen from me by the Democrats and black people. Who is ma- who? Who sounds more credible? You know, like I have done more for the black community than everybody but Abraham Lincoln. And even Abraham Lincoln is questionable. Even Abraham Lincoln is questionable. Like you are a one-time twelve hundred dollars stimulus benefit. I paid my rent for a month. God bless. Tell that to 26 million other people that lost their jobs. And still are. And you know what? You need to tell fucking Mitch McConnell to step his ass up, that little bitch-ass turtle. Testicle. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Scrotum. Scrotum. His sleek scrotum. Hairless. Hairless scrotum. (laughs) When he's nervous, his chin... his Shrivels up. His chin balls shrivel up (laughs) when it's cold. (laughs) And it just clicks. But then when it's hot, man, holy shit, they're about, you can see him. Oh, you can see him sweating. (laughs) That little ball sack under his neck just sweats in the heat. (laughs) I got a little nervous for a second. (sighs) When he got questioned in his debate, his his neck ball is shriveled up. (laughs) He's like, he got nervous. I don't know. (laughs) And like, you know, I'm not going to help the American people. Fuck your clumsy ass, okay? Watching him fall makes me happy because it's like an old fuck falling. So it's like anytime you see an old person fall on those videos, it's like really fun. Oh, yeah, you just can't help So it. seeing Mitch McConnell trip going up onto stage and he like he just hit, he kegged his shin right on the side of the stage. And it's like, you just know that. <laughs> he, tried, he tried to play it off. <laughs> and he tried to play it off, but he's sitting there and it starts bleeding through his leg, pants leg. <laughs> it's in his ball sack, just shrivels up on his neck. He's like, oh, oh, like shit. But, so, yes, we've made it through it. Hopefully, we can slowly start to lower the temperature. Yep. Elevate our perspectives, though. Yep. And the main part is, you're going to have to tune in next week to under, so that way we're going to announce the whole people that Joe Biden has selected. Yes. Hopefully, by then, he will have announced who his cabinet will be, possible cabinet choices, his coronavirus package choices. So, until then, what do we say, Zach? Lead us out. Levitate in your perspective each episode at a time. Y'all have a great rest of your week, and roll you up a strong one. For Willie. For Willie.